I think today is, is, is a providential day. I don't think things like this happen by accident. So I want to give thanks to the Creator for helping finally to right the wrong of the theft of this stone and the theft of the culture and the way of life that it represented. Hello and welcome to the Flagstaff County Podcast. I'm Kerry Castagna, Communications Coordinator for Flagstaff County. Now, last year on the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, September 30th, 2022, then-Premier Jason Kenney announced at a historic press conference at the Royal Alberta Museum in Edmonton that the Manitou Stone would be returned to its rightful home. That rightful home, the place where the sacred chunk of pitted and polished iron came to rest after streaking across the sky as a fireball with a blazing tail countless years ago, was in Flagstaff County, which is on Treaty 6 territory, a traditional meeting grounds, gathering place, and traveling route to the Cree, Soto, Blackfoot, Métis, Diné, and Nakota Sioux. You're listening to the official podcast of Flagstaff County. One year after that momentous announcement, there have been no new public announcements regarding the Manitou Stone, also known as Manitou Assini, the Creator Stone, and the Iron Creek Meteorite. Of course, the process of returning the Manitou Stone is going to take some time. So let's go back to that providential day, as Kenny touted it, and let's refresh our collective memories on the highlights of what was said. First, Kenny delves into the stone's history and the importance of the Manitou Stone to the indigenous peoples. The Manitou Stone displayed behind me, the, uh, also known as the Asini or Iniskin, was uh, arrived on North America as a uh, meteorite millions of years ago. And when these lands were first inhabited by the indigenous people of these territories uh, millennia ago, they saw this stone and recognized in it a special spiritual significance. Over the millennia and centuries, it became part of their life. It became an inextricably part of the buffalo hunt on the Great Plains of the West. As the Blackfoot Cree and other indigenous people uh, uh, gained much of their sustenance and centered much of their lives around the buffalo, this stone played a centrally important place, a place of connecting to the Creator, to their ancestors, to nature and was of profound historical and spiritual significance to the people who first inhabited and cared for these lands. Indeed, the out-of-this-world rock was regarded as supremely sacred. 
In fact, Ron Orr, then culture minister, refers to the Manitou Stone as a transcendent gift from the stars. I find it fascinating that, um, that a stone from the stars, literally, something that transcends all of our cultures, all of our nations, all of our history, uh, is something that can unite us and be a cause of us being united together. It was here long before any of us or any of our peoples were here. Uh, and, and I think it's important for us uh, to recognize that um, sometimes some things are much bigger than we are, much more transcendent, and uh, I just appreciate the fact that this gift from the stars, the influence it's had on, on uh, uh, indigenous cultures can also help to unite us together with Western culture, and, and we together can work on this, and, and it becomes a, a moment of reconciliation and understanding and growing. So um, I, I just find that uh, extremely important. It's part of the story of who we are, how we came to be, of where we are now, uh, and how we can move forward with Indigenous partners and people. Of course, as the story goes, the stone was stolen in 1866, as Jason Kenney explains. Sadly, missionaries trying to stop what they regarded as pagan practices stole the stone, loaded it into a cart, took it to the Victoria settlement, and then shipped it on a train down to Toronto. We have, Albertans have a lot of reasons for Western alienation. That's one of them. And it was on display at a college in Toronto for nearly a century until the elders of the First Nations came forward with the memory of the stone and said that must come back to its original home. In 1972, it was returned to Alberta, and since that time, it has been in the custody of the Royal Alberta Museum. Over the years, many efforts were made to return the stone to its original earthly location. Kenny continues. And for the same reasons why it's difficult to get things done, nothing happened. A lot of talk, a lot of meetings, a lot of endless negotiations, a lot of good intentions, but no results. Until now. Because as Jason Kenney puts it, the Manitou Stone does not and should not belong to the government of Alberta. It does and must belong to the First Nations of these lands. And so... After a long journey, we are close to the destination. We are in the last part of the path when we sign this agreement for a joint stewardship of the Manitou Stone. We will, as the government, formally cede ownership of this to the First Nations to whom it belongs in a joint stewardship agreement to ensure that it will be returned as close as possible to the place where it lay 
for millions of years to the place where it attracted generations and generations of indigenous people to sacred ceremonies, to the place where it represented the life of the uh, Plains indigenous people and their connection to nature and particularly to the buffalo. There was a prophecy from shortly after European contact from an elder that if this stone was not there, the buffalo hunt would end. Well, only a few years after it was taken, the buffalo hunt ended and the lives of the people of these lands was forever changed. Elder Leonard Bastine, who was on hand to sign the co-stewardship agreement, also mentions that prophecy. It was prophesied that the rock, if it was moved, that we would suffer. And, you know, I think historically it's been recorded when the rock was moved, smallpox, took us down. You know, and since then, a lot of things continued to keep us down. Blaine Favell, former chief of the Poundmaker Cree Nation, who is involved in the project, further explains the importance of the Manitou Stone. I had heard the story that uh, all of our tribes, before contact, I, I, I uh, got along because we weren't starving, because we had buffalo. And we uh, got along at that stone, and that I was, ta I was taught from where I'm from that we had ceremonies with the Blackfoot and we got along. And that we, our people all prayed together in that stone, where it was from the highest point on that hill, there was peace all around there. There was no fighting allowed there. It was, so the stone is a place of peace and unity. And that spirit of love that Leonard talked about is what got us together and keeps on, keeps on uh, keeping us together. So people always talk about, you know, Blackfoot, Cree, they had uh, conflict. Well, we did, but we did because we were starving because all the buffalo were killed on purpose. You know, so it's connected to the story. Now, as Ron Orr, then culture minister, explains, an indigenous-led, not-for-profit organization has been created. Uh, the, the, the Manitou Centre has been created as a non-profit organization. Uh, it's, a, it's an organization that has a board of directors. The majority, of the, the commitment is the majority of the board of directors uh, will be indigenous peoples. You are in the room here, those of you who are on that board, indigenous leaders, and, and a few others who have been instrumental in trying to make this happen. So it's actually that 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 society and that board that is overseeing and governing this and, and everything you just heard is being is being under that umbrella and they will continue to have the the guidance and the oversight of it uh, a joint stewardship amongst the, the nations to oversee it under the direction of that joint stewardship board so that that's how that's happened so what exactly is planned jason kenny explains through this joint stewardship agreement we are committing as the government of alberta working with the society to build a prayer center. Now, unfortunately, many years ago, in the actual site of the stone was destroyed in gravel mining. But we hope uh, to find the most appropriate and, and proximate location to build the prayer center, the great Cree architect Douglas Cardinal has been contracted to design that sacred space which will be primarily for the sacred use of First Peoples so they can come there and reconnect 
uh, with the sacred traditions of their ancestors. And others can come and, and, and see this important part of our shared history. The Society has as a second part of its vision to build an interpretive centre uh, at uh, or near Hardesty so that people in, can come to the area and learn more, not just about the stone, but about the way of life that it represented and represents. The government also has resources and so that's why we're staying involved in a joint stewardship agreement to make sure that the Crown is there to ensure that this has proper, uh, safe uh, uh, stewardship for, for, for generations to come. And we're going to put some money behind that. We've put a half a million dollars in seed funding to help begin with the initial planning process uh, and there will be significant additional funding to follow uh, to help the centre finance the construction of both the prayer center and eventually the interpretive center. And you better get a transcript of this so you can show my successor and my successor's successor what I just committed to. <laughs> Blaine Favell provides a few more details. Uh, in terms of the facility itself, uh, it's uh, about a seven and a half to ten million dollar facility. Uh, it's being designed by Douglas Cardinal. It's a geodesic dome, um, so that's open to the sun and to the night. It's, uh, we'd like to get it going as soon as we possibly can. We're in land, final land negotiations. We're fundraising already. We've got some corporate donors in the room that are already giving us money to build the facility. Uh, we'd like all of Albertans and Canadians to get behind us for the fundraising, for the important work. Uh, and I think about the many hundreds of millions of billions of dollars that were invested in the destruction of our culture. I think to preserve our culture deserves a few million. No exact timeline was announced, but the process of repatriating the Manitou stone is expected to take a few years. I'll let Elder Bastine have the final word. Hey, 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 hey,